We know that the Holy Spirit is holy and is God himself in the Spirit. And we know that he lives in our body and he is with us. All this we saw in these scriptures. John 14, he will be with you and he will be in you. Therefore, both young and old, whatever age you are, when I was at the age of nine, I was seeing visions. At the age of nine, really God revealed to me sometime something that the wife of an elder did. And the husband didn't know about it. At the age of nine. And God took me to where the act was performed. And I called my dad and my mom. And I told them what I saw. And it happened that that woman just came to confess to my dad. A night before. That midnight. God took me to the whole act. And she only confessed half. So because I told them all the details of what I saw. They called her back. To come and sit down and hear what this boy is saying. And when I was speaking, she was weeping. I didn't know the consequence of why she was crying. At the age of nine. And we have kids in this church also at the age of nine, eight, seven, who are following that trail. So it's not a matter of whether you are old. Really, when you are younger, is the time you should look for God more. Because you will make the rest of your life easy. Alright, it will save you from struggling as you grow. It will save you from getting into trouble that others will have gotten into as you grow. You will have little regrets when you grow older. So, therefore, Holy Spirit is not what should be understood only by adults, but by all who believe. So we looked at this yesterday for the past two days and we have seen quite a lot about the Holy Spirit. What does the knowledge of the Holy Spirit help you to do? It helps you to be able to operate the Holy Spirit. Because you cannot operate what you don't understand. You know what? I don't want any one of you to be a nominal Christian. A nominal Christian is a Christian who comes to church, say prayer, and say, may he go back empty, come empty, go empty, come empty. And he grows older daily, dreaming of what will never happen. That's a nominal Christian. Life never changed, you know. Their miracle is only about provision, promotion, money, breakthrough, and stuff like that. They are nominal Christians. Those who grow in God have gone beyond breakthrough. They are the ones who have encounters of angels. They are the ones who hear the voice of God distinct. They are the ones who can ask and wait and they can hear. They have testimonies that ordinary people don't have. Because that level of relationship... That level of operations does not come but by relationship, intimate relationship. And it helps you, you become very much intimate with God when you understand who God truly is. And this is the purpose of this week, to really know what the Holy Spirit is. So he lives in your body because of that you cannot yield your member of your body as a, as a member of iniquity. Because he's holy, he lives in you. So you make every effort to keep that body as holy as possible. I would get it now. Hmm. Power is not by eloquent speech. It is by demonstration of kingdom power. The gospel is not about a person who can preach. It is about a person who can demonstrate the power of the Holy Spirit. So that the faith of man does not rest on the intelligence of man. But the faith of the hearer can rest upon God himself. So we need to know about the Holy Spirit. 
Now, we look at the works of the Holy Spirit yesterday. Some, some of the works of the Holy Spirit. Yesterday. Have a look at that. The Spirit is the source of, God, of love for God, which you all spoke today. He circumcises our heart. He sets us free from sin. And He checks us from sin. And you are looked that children of God are controlled not by flesh, but by the Spirit. That is to say that a Christian cannot say that there is a particular habit. I don't know how to overcome it. It's not possible. <laughs> it's either you are born again and Holy Ghost control you. And we have there, if Holy Ghost does not control you, you are just not born again. Finish. If somebody is saying that I can't, I can't overcome a particular habit. I mean, it's strange. Because we know that the evidence of the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. That those who are in the world are controlled by the spirit of the world. And you read this from this Romans chapter 8. That those who are in, the, in Christ are controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. And it says anybody who is not controlled by the Holy Spirit of God is not of God. Are we together now? It's a matter of your mindset from what we got yesterday from Romans 5. Those who are controlled by the flesh have their mindset on what that flesh desires. Lord, I pray, Father, for that person who has been sick and has been vomiting. Lord, I command every irritation in their chest, in their tongue, that is causing vomiting to cease in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command health into that body from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. You are made whole in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. So therefore, Romans 8.16 that says, The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. There is something I want you not to forget about that. How does the Holy Spirit testify with our spirit? It's by telling you when your flesh wants to commit sin, that you cannot do that because you're a child of God. That is a testimony to your spirit. When you get angry and you want to act, the Holy Spirit will say to you that, yes, you are angry, but you cannot sin. That is a testimony of the sonship. It's not just feeling that I'm a child of God. That's not it because if we believe, if, we, if some believe that that statement means Holy Ghost just lets you know that you're a child of God, you are born again. There are many people who are convinced they are born again, but they are not born again. Yeah? Many people who believe that they are born again, but they are not born again. So God is not speaking about that. The Bible is saying... The Spirit of God testified to your spirit. There are some people who say they are born again today, but they are reckless in us. They are rude in their speech. They are reckless in their speeches. You know, they, they, they sin. Even some of you will wonder that some unbelievers cannot be reckless in sin like them. The, the unbeliever will sin with a caution. But they say they are born again. They just do anything and they sin so recklessly. But they are convinced they are born again. So which means that scripture is not, is, not, is not applicable to conviction. It's applicable to restriction or warning you. It testifies to your spirit. Whenever you want to go out of the jurisdiction of salvation, that is when the Holy Spirit tells you that you are a son of God. You cannot do that. You are a child of God. You cannot follow them to do that. If anybody does not have such weakness, he's not born again. 
Are we together now? So the Spirit of God testified to my spirit. It hinders me when I want to go out of the boundaries of the spiritual. That you cannot because you remember the child of who you are. Or if you fail, he comes back to you and tells you, why are you here? And then you break down in repentance when sanity is given by the Holy Spirit. That's the testimony of the Holy Spirit. A Christian who can sit down with ungodly people, rap with ungodly people, behave like the ungodly people, and commit all manners of sin, blasphemy against God. He's not born again. He hasn't got Holy Spirit because <clears throat> if you sit down in the company of the ungodly and they start the ungodly stuff, the Holy Spirit in you will say that you are a child of God you cannot be. You can't join them in that talk. It's an opportunity for you to preach the word of God. And the spirit of God in you will rise in you and you begin to confront those issues and begin to rebuke them for what they are doing. And they will soon recognize, because all the spirit that is in them will soon recognize that somebody here has Holy Spirit. My maker is speaking. And they will shut up. A person who says he's a Christian and he's not able to do that, and you get a mix of people who are just pajoras, who are backbiters, who are assassinating other characters, who are drunkards, who are who, who, who are revealed, and you just sit down cool and do whatever they do or keep quiet there is because you haven't got the Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit cannot sit in unholiness. Talk less, accept unholiness. Talk less, somebody influence you, like what I was saying to you yesterday. Somebody told you information about another person which are lies. If you have the Holy Spirit, you will not accept it. The Holy Spirit will tell you that he's lying. Holy Spirit is beyond common sense. And if you are a person that somebody else came and told you all manners of bad news and false stories about someone else, and you believe it to the extent that it becomes your opinion and it now runs your decision, you lost the Holy Spirit. You lost the Holy Spirit. Because I, I'm starting from that tonight. When we talk about the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. People who have the Spirit are distinct. But in good things, in God things, you know, that's where their bone rise. Do you get me now? Could they be deceived? Yes. But if a person who has the Holy Spirit is deceived, when the deceiver has gone, the Spirit will arrest you. And caution you that you know you have been deceived. You cannot behave this way because that's not what you are. Have you investigated all truth? And let me say this to you. In church, you have, I've taught you about what the church of God consists of. It consists of noble characters and ignoble characters. Do you get me now? Now, what happened is this. Paul refers to ignobles as, as uh, carnal Christians. He calls them. But what happened is this. If you do not listen to the Holy Spirit, when Holy Spirit checks you, he shuts up. Because God will not contend with man. Never will he. It is very, very rude. You know, if a person ignores the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will just keep quiet. Because he knows that you will suffer if you ignore him. 
and you will regret. I would get it now. Because it's possible for a believer that the Holy Spirit is checking you, but you, you respect man at the, at the detriment of God. And so you couldn't confront the truth or falsehood with the truth. And he escaped. Then the Holy Spirit will convict you, you lose the whole of your peace until you make amends. But if you are a perpetrator, you know what the Holy Spirit does? Is that he isolates you at the end of the day. Because everybody you badly influence, Holy Spirit will convict them and they will repent. And when they now know that you are a liar, you are the one who deceived them, they will gaff away from you. And you become an isolated person in the company of sins. That is when your whole sorrow begins. Do you know what happens, why that happens? Holy Spirit is the one doing that. Because Holy Spirit is not interested in you brushing or just, um, what do they call it, um, sweeping, sweeping all your desks under the table. He wants to isolate you so that you can repent and weep before Him. And then go and confess your sins and be restored. And when you do that, He will open the door and the barriers will be taken away. And people who have isolated you because they believe that you have been detrimental to their life, they begin to come to us because it's the Holy Spirit. And He will convict them, convince them that, you know, this guy has changed. Anybody who wants to go to heaven in a church, always isolate himself from people who can shipwreck you. And I told you this, show me the company you keep today, and I can predict your five years and ten years time. Without the Spirit of God. That is not by the Holy Spirit. But by the pattern that has been established by the Holy Spirit, you can compute a person by the company he follows and tell him what he will be of him in five years time, in ten years time, if he does not desist from that company. Because on earth we have seen enough sample of men who pass through those uh, patterns of life and we have seen the end of their lives. And it is impossible for a man who goes through such patterns not to end there. Same thing. If you are in company of God's saints, I can tell you what your life will be in five years' time, not by prophecy, but by sample. And what you let me say this to you occult and mediums, that's what they use in telling people what people call soothsaying. It's a pattern of behavior of man, which a part of it is what some of you study, what you call psychology or anythingology. Oh yes, they are written in the ancient books. My father was um, deep in African um, religion, and I know what I'm telling you. Anybody who has been involved in Ifa, we confirm what I'm saying. It is the volume of book written by Satan about how human beings behave over 4,000 years. And when you go to them, they will begin to they, they memorize it. They begin to read the chapters. When it gets to your chapter, your iris will, will respond. And then they will know that that is applicable to you. Then they will go into the verses of that chapter. 
And when it gets to the verse that really applies to you, the same thing the mediums in England do. They put on Ouija board, they don't see nothing. The only demons just speak to them and tell them coded, coded operations of human beings. And then you would think that they are seen, they are not seen. So when they get to all what you know is already written, record of what is already been, now they will not lie to you about what will become. If you don't understand me, I'll teach you about that later on. Help you understand that later on. But you see, there's a pattern in life that when you are older, because you have passed through that pattern, when you see those younger going through that pattern, and you tell them, don't go that way, you are not a prophet, it's because you have passed through it and you know what will happen if anybody does that. But unfortunately, some young ones will say, oh yes, ma, oh yes, sir, and they will change. And those ones will escape the regrets. But you see how some young ones that have to not, they have to make the mistake and also their life will become an example to teach others that you don't do that. Correct what I'm telling you? So that's what it is. Therefore, if you are born of God, know this, from the day you accepted Jesus Christ, you have received the Holy Spirit. Second thing, Remember, He is holy. He is in you. And He is with you. So, have this consciousness everywhere you go and everything you do. So that you will allow Him who He is. And you will not deny Him of who He truly is. I will together now. So therefore, in the next few minutes, let's look at... The operations of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> John sixteen twelve. Pastor, come and sit down here. John sixteen twelve to I want us to look at this provocatively because tomorrow is going to be in line with what you are praying, really from tonight. I want to see the heart of the person speaking now. Alright? In this case, it's Jesus that was speaking. It says, I have more to say to you, more than you can now bear. How does that heart appear to you? Is that not the heart of somebody who has seen our low estate? Now comparing us with He who knows all things. And who has a brain that He can remember all things. And He can understand all things. And who wants us to come to the same place? And He saw our limitation as human. He said, I have many things to tell you, but I cannot tell you now. Because you can't understand it. He says, But. When he, the Spirit of Truth, comes, <clears throat> he will guide, <coughs> guide you into all truth. Go to my altar. I'll sorry that. <coughs> he will guide you into all truth. Now, the first thing I want you to look at this is this. Because we, in this meeting, we want to know where we are. We want to know where the Lord is. And we want to know who the Holy Spirit is. Okay? And then we want to know how can we enter into what he has provided. And then we can sincerely get it. 
Jesus began by saying, but when he, the spirit of truth, if you miss the word of his title, you miss everything. If the spirit of truth is in you, you must always be truthful. Endeavor to be all to be truthful all the time. Now he says here, he will guide you into all truth. To guide somebody into all truth means Doctor, come. Give me your hands. You see this man? I'm holding him. Okay? What does he do? He follows me. If I turn this way, he follows me. That is to guide another man. It's different from directing somebody. To direct someone, you give me a direction, you give me instruction, he may choose to do something else. When you guide somebody, when America or all these military people, that is, a, that is a missile, you have heard very recently that the North Korea is shooting missile. They shoot that stuff into the sky. Okay? That thing doesn't have sense. The one controlling him is at home. Okay? The air sensor and the one controlling right sitting down here. And they will control him to the, to the very place he should bomb. If you look at when they are bombing with, with jets, the jets, two jets are flying and one shoots. Okay? And they've shown it on, you know, very well on television. And you see the, the missile he shoots will go this way. Alright? Contrary to where he should bomb. And then the one who is controlling him will begin to control. And you see that missile go like that. All right? And suddenly, when the missile balances, focusing where it's going, it will increase the speed and hit at the pinpoint target. A person that is being guarded is guarded by someone else, and he has no ability. To make a choice of destination because his ability resides in the one who is guiding him. I would get it now. In this case, truth is free to all Christians, revelation of the truth to all Christians because they have Holy Spirit in them. You can know every truth. Beginning from man truth to spiritual truth. I would gather now, because it says in the scripture, he will guide you to all truth. <clears throat> but you know, to know a truth, one has to seek the knowledge of the truth. Truth comes to those who seek it. Every truth you know today came by your seeking that knowledge. So, believers therefore must know this. You have inside you the one who is the author of all knowledge. You can know the truth about every knowledge only if you seek him. You can. Then he says he will not speak of his own on his own. 
He will speak only what he hears. And will tell you, he will tell you what is yet to come. Now there are two sections of, you know, truth that he will be telling us. He will, will speak to you what he hears. That's the false truth. Alright, that is the potential truth. What about now? And the Lord said, thus said the Lord. What is going on now is X, Y, Z. So that you cannot have situation happening now. And it's a mystery that you cannot understand. That the truth of right now. I told you before about prophetic utterance. Prophetic utterance can look back and tell you what has happened in the past. And it can tell you what is happening right now, which is not revealed. Then it can tell you what will take place thereafter, which is the future. And if you look at what Jesus says here, you can understand that the Holy Spirit is the spirit behind the prophetic. He says, it will tell you what he hears now. Stand up, stand up, sit down, sit down. Stop, don't go yet. Move, move. Go to this place, yes. Don't go to that place, yes. He will speak to you what he, he hears, he hears, he hears, he hears, he hears. Now, if you look at the book of Acts chapter 9, don't go there. Just, I will tell you the story about it. Jesus appeared to, to, to Paul. <clears throat> and after appearing to Paul, and Paul had the vision. Alright? Then Jesus went to Ananias and gave Paul, gave Ananias the address that Paul was. Now, and he told Ananias where Paul was now. And he said, I have spoken to Paul that I have shown you to him. To understand that Paul was blind, but he was not blind not to see. Now, and he says he's expecting you. And Ananias said that, Lord, are you sure? <laughs> Amen. This man has been killing people and promising to destroy us. And the Lord said, go, for he is a chosen vessel. Alright? That is, he will tell you what he hears now. If you look at the book of Acts chapter 13, it talks about, <clears throat> uh, chapter 10, it talks about a man called Cornelius who was praying at 3 p.m. And an angel of God appeared to him and said to him, send to Joppa. Those of you going to Israel with me, you will see the Joppa. And you will find a man called Simon in the house of the Tanner. Go there and get this man called Peter. And when they were getting there the following day, the Bible says, the same Jesus <clears throat> showed Peter a vision and told Peter, those who are looking for you downstairs, go get them and follow them. Because of them, I show you this vision. So the Holy Spirit will speak to you what he hears now. Then he will speak to you what is yet to come, which is the future. So you can know now, you can know the future by the Holy Spirit. Every Christian can. I'm not talking about gifts now. I'm talking about the operations of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth. This is... Ability that every Christian has and every Christian can manifest. Is that not amazing? So, let me help you understand this. It's been happening to some of you. 
Sometimes you'll be having a thought coming in your mind during preaching, and then I will begin to say those things. Yes? Word for word, that just passed through your mind. So, I just, I mean, I just had a thought about it. That is the Holy Spirit speaking to you. I have had occasions in this church several that members of this church will have a word in the morning which God is speaking to them. They are praying about it. And when they come in, the same scripture, the same word, and all word explanation God is sending them. When I come into the pulpit, I just have, let us look at the scripture, the book of blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And what God has spoken to them, I begin to say the same thing, word for word, letter for letter. That is the Holy Spirit told you beforehand what he is going to speak in the church. It is not um, psychic. It is Holy Ghost Ick. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's Holy Ghost Ick. And sometimes you will go to your office and you will have a, a, a thought pass through your mind. And when you get to the office, the person, those people, they are saying just exactly the same word. Because the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Truth, it will guide you into all truth. You know something about the Holy Spirit? Sometimes, <clears throat> He guides us into truth that we didn't even ask of Him. Because His duty is to help you understand every truth. But you see, the more you relate with the Holy Spirit, the more you will be hearing such truth. Somebody came to me before and he was telling me lies. And he was telling it like he's telling the truth. And I could see suddenly in his chest, lie, 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 ah. <laughs> I kept my mouth shut too. I kept my mouth shorter than shutters. But you know, haven't told me that. I let him finish his word and let him go. Yes, the Lord had told me about him, so I don't have to follow this kind of man. Do you understand? This is a privilege for all who believe in Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about gifts yet. But you understand that Jesus has said, this operation is based on your relationship. If you love me, you will keep my command. That's the reason why the only thing Satan is fighting with us is to, to continue to sin. Because anybody who tries to live a sinless life, you get closer to God. I have met Christians who say that you don't have to be you don't have to be worried about sin. They are dead. They are dead. It's just like saying to someone that you don't have to worry about poison. <coughs> Anything they say poison, just drink it. <coughs> they are foolish people who say that. It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. No longer to be subject to yoke of slavery. Let me say this to you. What will grow your spirit is what Satan does not want you to do. But those who are worshipping the devil, he makes them do it by compulsion. Evil is what will make a man, uh, what will make Lucifer empower a man. When you, want, when you are in a cult and you want to go to a higher level, they will give you a, 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 war, a more terrible evil to go and commit. And then when you commit it, they give you the power. Same thing with righteousness. Righteousness is what God needs from you. You know, righteousness is not perfection of a man. Alright? Because when we are born again, we have made the righteousness of God. But the Bible says, be holy. is a command. As your heavenly father is holy. 
Alright? Now, if the Bible says be holy, it's because he's saying to us, be conscious of what God is telling you. Live all your life conscious of God. Anytime you are unconscious of him, you miss the truth. As many areas you can be conscious of him, you know the truth. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You know, I've read, 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 read all my life. I spoke to someone today. Someone was, was, was talking to me today. I was just writing a report on uh, the Chinese, the, the Japan trip of our Prime Minister. And uh, the, the, you know, what uh, Barrier said today. And uh, what David Davis said last week. And, you know, writing about my opinion on what will happen next month with this negotiation about Brexit. But I have to submit that straight away and um, I had to prepare for this meeting. And I have the same one time to do both. Okay? I have understood by God that do my first is his policy. So, I face the study. Study and study and study and study about Holy Spirit because I also am learning before I come and teach you. And I will study, when I study and God show me something about Holy Spirit, I will stop, start praying about it. That's how I know what to lead you to pray. And then I read again, it gave me something, I start praying about it that, Lord, this one has to happen in my life, you know. And when I finished studying, I had just about 30 minutes. Then I now went to the Holy Spirit and said, now, <laughs> it's your job now. Holy Spirit, because I don't have time. And I have 30 minutes, I have to write something. Do you know, it's, this is not the first time that happened to me. What, I can read to you what I wrote. You'll be shocked. Within 30 minutes, the Holy Spirit reminded me of the beginning of the, the formation of the, the negotiation party who would negotiate for Britain and EU. The first meeting that David Davis held in, in uh, Brussels and what was said. And I wrote everything. And he related it to subsequent, you know, information of the disagreement, area of the disagreement, the area of agreement, and all the publications that have been made. I just, 30 minutes when I read what I wrote, I said, did you write this? That is Holy Spirit for you. It's Holy Spirit for you. I wish I knew this when I was very young. I would have been called a genius in the world. Because I would have read many things. I would read so many courses. When I finish medicine, I will go to, I will read to research. Finish that, I will go to botany, read it to the end, go to law, go to engineering, everywhere. So that anywhere you appear, <laughs> hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> somebody called me in the midst of it and it was... We were talking, I said, ah, Apostle, you know, I've, I've, I've missed you, I've wanted to hear from you. And also I said, ah, I want to hear from you too, but what is pursuing me? There are many. And I told him about what I'm writing now. He said, Apostle, you are scaring me. I said, scaring you for what? He said, now you are putting pressure on every one of us. I said, yeah, that's a good pressure. The Bible says, get knowledge, sell it not. He says, above all you're getting, get understanding. He said, do everything you can to earn understanding. I said to him, he said, when will you stop reading? I said, when I die, if Jesus doesn't come. Or when I rapture. You know what I'm saying to you? You can know every truth. Believe what I tell you. 
If you are, you are a, you know, a fashion designer, Holy Spirit can give you a design that the whole world will be running after. If you are a barber, Holy Spirit can anoint you that everybody will be queuing in your barbering shop. They will be telling the same story that if you barb in that shop, just forget it. If you are um, these people who do women, yeah, what do you call them? Saloon. Here addresser, thank you, Pastor. Or hairdresser or, uh, or styler. People will be queuing. The news will be spreading without you doing any leaflet. That if you do style in that place, you will, your head will retain it for a long time. It, it will just do it. It will fit your face. Anything that you are doing, Holy Spirit is interested in your, you know, things for life and godliness. And he will give you this skill. But you must have time for him. And is that not what you and I struggle about? Yeah. It's not only you have to do. But we have to force ourselves to make sure we have time for him. We have to restructure ourselves to make sure we take him along in our contemplation every hour. You can talk to heaven every hour. Yes. Even when you are in a board meeting. You can speak with your voice to the board and with your spirit to heaven. When you have issues in board meeting and they don't know the answer, you can ask Holy Spirit there. While everybody is saying, what shall we do? And they want to adjourn the meeting, you can say, stop. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to speak. You understand me? When you have a, you are an examination hall <coughs> and you forget everything you have read and some things you just flick through it, you didn't read it thoroughly. Holy Spirit can take you to what you read, you know, very flicky, you know. And it will bring you to your understanding and it will give you the depth knowledge of it. Because that's what you need to write. Holy Spirit will lead you to every truth. But you see, relationship. Do we get it now? Because sometimes we always look at Holy Spirit as just to prophesy, to do miracles and so No, 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 no. He is with you when you are sleeping. He is with you when you are weak. He is with you when you are bathing. He is with you everywhere you are. And he is always there to help. Because he's in you. And he will be with you. Okay. Now, let me take you through just a few nuggets. You know that that scripture ended by saying that he will bring glory to me by taking what is mine and making it unto you. And then he will bring glory to me, Jesus said. And that all that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Holy Spirit will take from what is mine and he will make it known to you. Psalm 24, the earth. Okay, let's read together.
Do you know that Sam destroys the coalition of Satan? No matter how powerful demons are in a place, if you enter the place and read that Sam, forget it, they are gone. They will take on their heels. They will run speedily out of where they are. It is a psalm of reclamation. Okay? It is a psalm of enforcement of God's rights over the whole creation. You read it in the space, read it under the water, it works. But you know, Jesus said, all the Father has is mine. And that sound says, the earth is the Lord's. So it means Christians can have anything in this world through the Holy Spirit. Understand this. Anything. Anything. You can know anything. You can become any good thing. You can invent what man had never invented. You can think about what man brain cannot reach in thinking for the earth is the lord's and jesus said the holy spirit will take out of mine and give it to you and jesus said everything the father has is mine is in my disposal so if it is victory you are looking for it's there if it is if it is deliverance i'm going to show you some few things now when the holy spirit came upon some people and you will be amazed at what happened with them the holy spirit does not operate by natural means he comes to a weak man and he does something that people cannot believe it. Do you understand me? Now, if you look at the book of Psalm 2, verse 8, read that very quickly. Some of you will know it off here. Shall we say it? Ask of me. Hey, this is the cathedral, isn't it? How many cathedrals are here? Uh-huh. They are just flicking their hands. How many new cross people, Joe? God bless you, cathedral. So how many cathedrals do I have here? So when you are reading the Bible, the Bible says, Blessed are those who read aloud. They are command. You read them forcefully. Shall we read it together? Psalm 2, verse 8, 1, to go. Ask of me. Uh-huh. Excuse me. Therefore, why are you asking for Woolwich? Lord, give me a little shop in Depot High Street. Whose child are you, by the way? Just make me uh, a senior nurse. The person who is directing the hospital is not a human being. Is he better than you? I just want to be uh, a director in this company. Who told you that? Somebody is the one who directs directors. Don't you understand what God says you should ask? <clears throat> he says you should not ask according to your limitation. Ask of me. Ends of the earth. God says, ask of me. If you ask anything less, you are asking in the flesh. Ask of me, I will give you nations. Parliament is not 
occupied by animals. They are human beings who are there. If any man can be there, why not Christians? Because many Christians have been so much narrow-minded, they don't understand who the Holy Spirit is. Then people who are there will tell you what you do. Then they will tell you how your babies must be taught about all these promiscuous things. And now you are, you are praying, prayer cannot work. Because you have not done what the Holy Spirit said. Holy Spirit said that when you are born again, and you understand that the Holy Spirit is inside you, and is with you, the best of what your God created is yours. It's yours. Anything you do. So, you know, so the person, I think this person who discovered me will come here sometime, who today, <clears throat> he asked me, the Apostle, why are you still reading? Because I told him that I'm going to do my PhD in law. He said, why, why are you doing that? I said, I'm writing now my, my, my thesis. I'm preparing for, you know, extension of my research into this single market. This Europe, I want to bust it. He said, why are you, asking, why are you doing all this? I said, why I'm reading? I said, let me tell you this. They have marginalized Christians enough in the world. Are you with me now? I'm reading because of Jesus Christ. Look. Luke, that wrote the book of Luke, and asked, was a physician. Not only a physician, in Philippi, he was the most influential medical practitioner in Philippi. That they had legionnaire disease, he was the one who cured legionnaire disease. Not praying for them, but through medical means. Paul was a jurisprudence lawyer. One of the most respected lawyers of his age. And when he went to, he began to walk about and he saw Aquila and Priscilla who were tent makers. He went into civil engineering. Paul did civil engineering. Time making was civil engineering of the time. Matthew was an accountant. These people read to the end of education. Do you know I told this guy? You know people have been talking down ministers. Because of all these struggling ministers and all these useless people who say that God has sent them, but they go all, all over, bastardizing the gospel, abusing people, you know, integrity zero, stuck, uneducated folks. They will interpret the Bible the way they think because they don't, they're not, they don't have simple education. That is where all the error comes from, telling people that you have a miracle within 24 hours, or the, this money you are giving is the one that will give you the miracle. All these guys are uneducated, that's why. And they have painted us bad. And strange enough too, majority of them are blacks. They show, on, on the television yesterday, they showed a black man in Malawi who was telling people that he's telephoning God. And people killed before him in the national television. And he was saying that, yes, God is speaking now. He rang and he said, this is God speaking now. And the people believe that God is speaking on his mobile cell phone. There's the other one in South Africa who told his members were eating grass. And they were eating grass. It was it's all over the place. So I now told the brother. The time has come for those of us who will speak for God. Forced to speak for intellectualism. Have knowledge. Read well. And read beyond any fool. You know when they come to the television and they are talking. They, they talk very proud. Because of the little information they have. You should read to the place you are by. If they are calling you for an interview, when you send your profile, whoever is going to interview you, he will be shaken. 
Are you understanding me? Then you can defend the cause of Jesus Christ. Then you can tell them this is the scripture. And those of you who have businesses, your business will become PLCs. Look, if Christians cannot understand, God said, ask of me, the one who made you, commanded you. When you talk to me, don't ask me of his streets. Ask me of nations as your inheritance. Ask me the ends of the earth for your possession. Your godly people are getting it. And the one who gets it enforce over you. We want to preach the gospel now. I, I heard about some news in Nigeria. Something is flying about about Nigeria now, of ministers and churches. And I said to, to mommy yesterday that, this coming year, if any one of you in this church is so wealthy, and you go to all the mainstream television in Nigeria and put my message there, if you do that for six months, that nation will turn upside down. Do you understand me? Because people are fed up of hearing lies. They are fed up of ministers telling them that God will bless you, you will go to America. Is that a blessing? Is that a blessing? You go to another country, does that doesn't mean anything? And people are starved of the truth. But to do that, we need money. We need money. That's why God said, when you ask me, ends of the earth should be your mentality. To rule in your country should be your brain. Anything you do. Look, someone say, blessed is the man who works on the council of the wicked of sinners of scoffers or walk in the ways of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. In the law of the Lord, he may say, and I say, it will be like a tree planted by the riverside. He yields his food in his season, and whatever he does, he prospers. The Bible says so. If your God created this world, and you are taking only the crumbs, Jesus said that the food is for me, it's meant for the children, the crumbs is meant for the dogs. This is why God gave you the Holy Spirit, so that you will excel in everything. If anybody tells me that he is blessed, you know, uh, by the Spirit of God, he's doing miracles and stuff, if, he's, if he cannot succeed in career, I will tell him to get away from my sight. My God didn't say that. All the people Jesus called, they were successful men. Peter, those of you going to the Israel with me, you will see Peter's household. He, Peter's compound is the biggest in that village. The Peter of Jesus Christ. They had trollers. And Jesus removed him from troller business to come and pray the gospel. Anybody who cannot be successful in the things of this world, he can never be successful in the things of the spirit. Because the discipline that gives you success in the world is what you need for the spiritual success. Somebody sleeping and waking up, sleeping and waking up without hope of tomorrow. How can he give hope to people who come to God? How can, where does he know the way to it? We must change our thinking. Holy Spirit is the custodian of all God's creation. That's why Jesus said, Holy Spirit will guide you and I to all truth. And God said, ask of me nations. Nations, I beg you. Ask for Nations. If you believe that what you ask for is what God will give you, then ask for nations. And let me say something to you, what is so important about us. With Christians, it doesn't matter the age that you wake up. As long as you really wake up. Yes, you understand me? Huh? Moses woke up at the age of 80. 
That's when he recognized what God put in him. He had feeling while he was growing. I am 40 and he tried to make it happen. He sent him on a journey. And then when he was sent out of royalty and rulership, he now had to pipe low. So whatever Jethro gave him, because I do, some of us condition of life have made us like that. But it doesn't matter. You will still fulfill destiny. That's why God had to take him to see the burning bush. Because at that time, just a little sheep, and I shepherd it and I die. The man who killed for destiny before, now a little sheep. So God had to send him to where he saw the burning bush. No wonder he was arguing with God that God, that is not possible. You don't know what you are saying, God. God said, Go to Pharaoh. He said, Pharaoh, okay. I to Pharaoh, you, you know, send somebody else. And then he said to God that after all, you know, you know that you came to the wrong man. I am his. And I love how God answered him. God said, Who created your mouth to stammer? Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> But you know something with Moses? He still had the discipline because he has reached to the highest peak before. That discipline remained with him. And that's what God needed. So whatever, if you are just waking up today, no problem. You can still make it. With the Holy Spirit, you can make it. Don't look at other people. Your mates might have made what you haven't made. It doesn't matter. If you decide today, you'll make it too. The important thing is that you you make up your mind. That's what Satan doesn't want us to make up our mind. He wants us to accept defeat all our lives until you get very, very old and then they give you crumbles. That will not be your portion. Look at what it says here. All that belongs to the Father is mine. Jesus said, that is why I said, the Spirit will take from what is mine. And make it known to you. Put all this down now. We're talking about the operations of the Holy Spirit. Now, number one, Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Write that down. He helps us in our prayer. And I will help you to understand this. In the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 26, 27. It says, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness or infirmity, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with God's will. Now, let me help you understand something here. The last statement explains the first statement. We do not know how to pray as we ought to. <clears throat> because we are human limited. If I want to pray for you, now I don't know what to pray. Because I don't know what your needs are. Isn't it? But the Holy Spirit who searches the heart of man knows your problem. Isn't it? Now the first thing is this really. Even if you tell me what your problem is. What words will I use to express your needs before God. I don't know. From the beginning, from the formation of the words I used to pray about your circumstance, to the place of me being able to enter into your mind and read what your real, your real needs are, which you never said to me. 
and begin to pray those needs to God on your behalf. Holy Spirit is in the center of it. But let me say this to you, therefore. If Holy Spirit is the one who helps us in our human frailty and limitation and, you know, impediment from praying. And it says this at the end of that scripture. That Holy Spirit prays the will of God. Yes? Now it means that if I want to pray for you now, if I can take a scripture which is God's will and present it before the Holy Spirit, I have laid the bedrock for the Holy Spirit to develop something. Because I am praying in line with the will of God, then I am limited in the expressions in my language to really tell God what you want, then the Holy Spirit will take over from me. And then I begin to pray prophetically. The language I speak, the words I speak is no more mine. And people will listen to me and wonder, ah, what's really, this is more beyond human understanding. That is the Holy Spirit for you. But if you do not have the word of God, you limit the Holy Spirit. Because he has to pray the will of God. Now, let me say this to you. What about Christians who pray that the enemy should die? Is that in line with the will of God? So therefore, anybody who begins out of the will of God, Holy Spirit cannot help him to pray anything. Because Holy Spirit cannot pray for you to kill a man. He came to give life to man. To forgive the sins of man. That the light of God may enter into all men. That the wicked will repent and turn to godliness. Therefore, if you pray against the will of God, Holy Spirit will just back off from you. If somebody is praying against cobwebs on his face, Holy Spirit can do nothing because you are praying nonsense. Are you with me now? I have met people who have sent me, Apostle, what is about this cobweb? Even minister who told me, not one, not two, that anywhere I go, I see cobweb because they read some foolish books written out of folly. Crab spirit, snail spirit, <laughs> malady times malady to exponential malady is maladious malady. Now let me say something to you, brothers. You can't pray just anything because Holy Spirit can only pray the will of the Father. I have had people praying that a marriage should be broken so that they can marry the woman. Yes, they come to church some churches. She was my wife. She was supposed to be my wife. But somebody else took her. That's the end of it, my friend. Oh, yes. Can you understand? Christian pray all manners of nonsensical prayer. Any prayer you pray that is not in line with the will of God is stupid. Holy Spirit will just stay away from me because for Holy Spirit to develop words for you, the prayer you are praying must be in line with the written word. Don't follow people to pray nonsense prayer. Every one of you, I say to those watching on television, if you have various prayer books... If you have not looked at my prayer book to check those prayer books, you haven't got prayer book. I read those prayer books because I wanted to know how people have been fooled. So that when I cancel them, I can show them the fully. One of the prayer books said that you wake up in the morning, you command the moon, you command the star before you come out of your house. And he quoted the book of Job that said, have you been to the storehouse of God or have you been to the council of God to command the day? It's a question God asks, and they turn it to prayer right. Am I together? All this gathering of sins, gathering and saying that we, are, we repent for the sins of our forefathers, I've told you. 
forefather. I looked for the New Testament people to pray that prayer. I didn't find it in the gospel or in the epistles and in, in the book of Acts. I didn't find it. How can you pray for your forefathers? I showed you yesterday when God told me in India, whose sons are you? Answer me, church. So who is your father? Who is your ancestor? So who are you repenting for when you repent for your sins of your forefathers? Who is the forefather before the God that is the foremost of the fathers? The moment God saves you, he has disconnected you from your earthly gene. You are now in the gene of Jesus. So your father is God, your forefather is God, and God says, tell them to stop that nonsense. Repenting for sins of... I want you to repent, not your forefathers. Forefathers have been judged, they have gone. It's what you do on earth today that's necessary. He says, if I, he says, he says that in the, in the book of Ezekiel 22, he says that I'm looking for a man who will stand in gap and, and, and will pray. And in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter, uh, Chronicles chapter 2 verse 7, uh, verse 7 <coughs> chapter 2, uh, 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, if my people that are called by my name will what? And pray. And repent of who? Not their forefathers. It's you who want to pray. The Bible says you should repent of your sins. It didn't say, and they shall repent of their forefathers. So where is this conference they are repenting for the sins of their fathers? In the house of God. So understand, Holy Spirit can develop prayer for you when your heart is right with God. You cannot pray any evil and Holy Spirit speak because it's holy. So therefore, for Holy Spirit to be able to help any believer to pray, what determines this is the premise of the beginning. What are you praying about? If you are praying about what God said, yes. But if you are praying because somebody hurt your father, destroy him too. Holy Spirit will back off. Ah, in Greece, when I taught the ministers about all this useless prayer they have been praying, one minister came to me and told me that, uh, Daddy, let me confess to you, for 27 years I have prayed that my enemy should fall down and die. You are now telling me something different. But the book of Psalms said, Pursue those who pursue me, destroy my enemies. He said, Where do you put that? I know the answer I gave him. I said, Who do you worship or serve? Jesus or David? Oh, he said, Jesus. Who died for you? Jesus. So Jesus who died for you said, after David, pray for your enemies. Bless those who exploit you. So who do you believe? David? Ah. You know, he won't say David. Because that would be apostasy. He said, Daddy. (laughs) Bots, 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 bots. I said, no bot there. But it is hard, yeah, because you have been going the wrong way for 27 years. It's not easy to just jump out of it. But it is easy if you can believe what I'm telling you. It's a matter of just understanding. David said, kill those who kill me. Yeah, destroy them with a bow and arrow. Take something and stuff. And then Jesus came and said, bless those who curse you. And he said, curse not. Bless those who exploit you. Who despisefully use you, he said. So who will I believe? Jesus! You want Holy Spirit to pray for you? Yes! Then do what Jesus said. Okay. Let me give you one testimony. I was one day 
God woke me up. The Holy Spirit really woke me up and said, pray for Brian, pray for Brian. When I was in Baptist church, pray for Brian, pray for Brian. I woke up in the midnight to pray for Brian. What is happening to Brian? I don't know. So, pray for Brian. So I said, Lord, I want to pray for Brian. And I began to pray in tongues. And I began to pray in tongues. We will talk about that tomorrow. The gift of the Spirit. I began to pray in tongues. The Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter, chapter um, uh, 14, If I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. My mind is unfruitful. If I pray in a language, my mind prays and stuff like that. And he said, what will I do? I will pray with my mind and I will pray with my spirit as well. And as I was praying by 30 minutes, I began to prophesy. And God was telling me through my lips what Brian was going through. You know, at that time, I now turned into English. Because Satan understands English, he doesn't understand tongues. By the time I, when I prayed for him, I haven't prayed in tongues for a long time. My prayer did not last 10 minutes. Because now I have understanding by the Spirit. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, this should be. And stuff. Brian came to the church that morning Sunday and said, I started praying for him at about 2 or so. He said something came to me on my bed and choked me. From 2 p.m. to 2.30, I was struggling with this spirit that choked me. I was going to die. And exactly the time, like after praying from 2 to 2.30 in tongues, when I now turned to English and I rebuked that spirit of death, that spirit left him instantly. That is the Holy Spirit for you. Holy Spirit for you. Let me say this to you. When I went to um, Ugiri, the um, Jebusto, I've been teaching the ministers about um, prayer, intercession. And in that morning when we came in, the Holy Spirit said to me that I will sit down and face them. Okay? So when I came in that morning, I sat down. The Holy Spirit said, stand up. We will talk about hearing him more tomorrow. If you can't hear Holy Spirit well, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but you know, it is relationship with God. Who you talk with. I talk less with man, except my wife. And I'm a victim of talking with her by circumstance. Do you understand me now? Because <laughs> I've, been, I've entered her net who will deliver me. Now, <laughs> I'm a victim of talking with my wife as I'm concerned because she's the only one around me all the time. You must talk. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't talk with people except when they are talking God. And when I'm talking with my wife, I take God behind my head. I told you this again and again. To hear God, I want to hear Him in anything. If my wife asks me any question, I first think about the Holy Spirit. What is God saying? For me to open my mouth and be telling her what I feel. And if I say what I feel by the word, of, by, you know, by human, it has to be in line with the word. I would get it now. I heard God say, stand up, don't, don't sit down. And I stood up. And God, the Holy Spirit, told, this Holy Spirit speaking now, said, you have taught them how to pray. Now drill them in prayer. Because, you know, these are people who have all this prayer of catapults. You understand me now? This is Enugiri. When we got there, a pastor came to me and said to me that, man of God, don't stay here. 
He said, I heard that you are doing crusade there and you are going to leave a pastor here. He said, don't do that. He said, every pastor who come here, they kill their children and they kill their wives. And he warned me before the meeting. He said, I, I am speaking to you. I only waited because they say you are coming to do crusade so that I may warn you. Because I came and I was told and I said, I would remain here. And they killed all my children, three children. And my wife just died. They killed my wife. He said, now nah, I am going to where Iqperu. And I said to him that the people who kill your, your children, are they not in Iqperu? There is something they say in my language. Let me say it to you. Back in here, You don't understand what I just said. That's what they say. That Satan is after you. You are running from man. Run to the animals. The devil will not leave you alone. You can't run away from the devil. Alright? But you have to belong to the camp of who? Devil see and devil run. Which is being born again. If you are a pastor and you are running for devil, I told him you are not born again at all. You are a pastor but you are not born again. I don't know who born you again, but as far as I'm concerned, and the Bible is concerned, darkness does not, light does not run for darkness. Darkness runs for light. I said if they have killed your children and killed everybody here before I came, that's the reason why I've come now. I didn't come to kill them. I come for them to receive life. But Satan must leave this city. I don't need company of many of you. I will speak where I am. The devil in the forest will hear my voice. He will pack his load and get out of here. Are you with me now? Now, how will we be confronted with that? I met some people in London who told me that, ah, if you go, Satan will attack you. I don't know who Satan is not attacking. He's attacking everybody anyway. So I got up. Now we're going to pray. I will start praying. I'm talking about Holy Spirit. And when I pray, you know, I always walk about. The prayer and I was walking to the, to the back of the prayer just to mobilize them. And then in a short time, the whole place was infernal. But what are we praying for? Teach me your ways, O oh God, that I may know you. That I may continue to find people before you. Let your glory go with me. Show me your glory. Your left presence go with me. Show me your glory. As I was praying, praying in tongues and stuff, as I was coming back, the Holy Spirit said, look up. Behind my head was standing an evil bird. The assignment of the bird was, if I came, I would sit down, and it would dive down, peck my head and go, and it would vanish. Birds like that, you will see them, they fly, and they disappear, once they have done their job. But who will he sabotage? Who is the planner on earth that can plan against God? Listen to me. Who can plan against God? That's the reason why I'm telling you. You see, to work with God is easier than to work with Satan. Or to work with man. It's the cheapest thing to work with God. And to live a happy life. And when I saw it, the Holy Spirit, when he talks to you, he talks bit by bit. He doesn't talk like that. No. Holy Spirit tells you. He wants you to use your brain. So I started praying. And I didn't tell anybody. Pastor uh, Abuaba was with me, and he, as my protege, does not close his eyes when I'm moving. Okay? That's why he saw what I was doing. All 
all other ministers shut their eyes and they were praying seriously. That place had combusted by the Holy Spirit at the time. Fire of God and the whole place was combusted. And I was praying. And the bird would fly and I would follow the bird. Commanding that bird in the name of Jesus. I will, it would fly back. And then when I flew back, the Holy Spirit said to me, command life out of him. This has been maybe about 10-15 minutes of rebuking him in the name of Jesus and not following Mommy was there, her eyes were closed, and they were praying. Then when I say, I command life out of you, that was the end of it. Now, that tells you and validates the scripture, that the Holy Spirit helps your infirmity. I would mean that. I have been praying for 50, about 10, 15 minutes, sweating over a bird. I would mean that. Of course, that book could not uh, disappear anymore now, because it's not captured. Like, now, after that, if I see an evil bird, I don't pray. I just say, I command life. The Holy Spirit have told me. <laughs> Hallelujah. I command life out of you. Holy Spirit helps us in our infirmity. He puts words in our mouth. But we must begin from the scriptures. I will get it now. Maybe tomorrow we'll talk about praying the Holy Ghost. How many minutes do I have more? Okay, I have just five minutes more. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit helps us to pray. Now, write three important things from that scripture. It says, prayer must be on, in line with, the, with God's word. That's the first important thing. Any prayer must be in line with the will of God. Number two, your knowledge of the word is paramount in prayer. Your knowledge of the Bible. I'm talking about accurate knowledge. And adequate knowledge now. And number three, always pray that the Holy Spirit will help you to pray. Always, when you are praying, have it in, in line. Have the Holy Spirit in, in mind that you are not praying alone. You understand me now that you are with Him and He is with you anytime you are praying. And sometimes you know when you want to pray, you just don't know what to say. It happened to you before? It happens to me very well, even today. After I prayed every prayer I want to pray, that I know, I still want to pray, but I don't know what to say. Many of you, when they say to you to pray, you always say, ba, 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 bo, 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 bo. it's because you don't know what to say. That's why you are praying that prayer. Praying in tongues, you don't know what to say. But then, when you begin to pray in tongues, your spirit prays, then suddenly, utterance will come. Correct? Uh-huh. It happens to me too. But we must understand, therefore, that that's why when we want to pray and we don't know what to pray, just say, Holy Spirit, help me here. Holy Spirit, help me here. He's with you and He is in you. Don't pray without your knowledge or consciousness that He is here to help you. If you don't ask Him for help, you know. And when you ask Holy Spirit for help, your prayer changes immediately. Okay, then. Number two. No, I give you three things on the Holy Spirit helps you in praying. That's what I've been dealing with. Though I've explained to you about the Holy Spirit being a revelator. Okay? Alright, that is number two. Number three. Holy Spirit gives you joy. Romans fourteen seventeen to 19. Then number four. Holy Spirit gives you hope. Romans 14, 17 to 19, the Holy Spirit gives you joy. 
Then Romans 15, 13, it talks about hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 2, from verse 9 to 16, it talks about Holy Spirit revealing God's plan and the mind of Christ to you. Holy Spirit reveals to you the mind of Christ. However, it is written, no eyes have seen, no ears have heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love Him. But God has revealed it to us by His Spirit. Verse 10. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For, we, for who among men knows the thought of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God knows the thought of God. Holy Spirit knows the thought of God. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit whom is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given. Did you see that now? The reason for the Holy Spirit is for you and I to understand what God has freely given in every aspect of life. The Bible is always, um, you know, cognitive. Now, now it says in verse 13, this is what we speak. Not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. Did you see this now? By the Holy Spirit. Preach by the Holy Spirit. Teach by the Holy Spirit. The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual man makes judgment about all things, but he himself is not subject to any man's judgment. You heard what I've said. The spiritual man makes judgment in all things. In your discussion, think about Holy Spirit. In your rapport, think about Holy Spirit. In what you do, think about Holy Spirit. There is nothing wrong in saying, I'm sorry. I'm your general overseer, your archbishop. If I did what the Holy Spirit tells me that it is wrong, I will call you and say, I'm sorry. No matter how young you are, it doesn't matter to me. Because the Holy Spirit taught me to do that. If fathers cannot say to their children, I'm sorry when they are supposed to do that, how will you lay the legacy for the children to recognize that they must apologize when they do wrong? Are we together now? I may be right. And the way I communicate my right may be wrong. Alright? While I tell you that what I've done, why my intention is right, I will tell you I'm sorry for the way I've complicated it. Maybe I will have said it this way, okay? But what I'm saying, you get it. I will get that. That is the Holy Spirit of God. That is what the Bible says. Verse 16 is the cap. It says, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Look, what is the mind of Christ? It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the mind of Christ is the Holy Spirit. He has said it. He says that who knows the thought of God but the Holy Spirit? Yes, but the Spirit of God. So, the mind means the faculty, which is the thoughts. So, if Holy Spirit is the one that is in the mind of God, that produces all the thought. So, therefore, you have the mind of God, which is the Holy Spirit of God. 
that we may understand what is freely given to us. What understand we see about human mind. So if you see have your human mind, and yet you have another mind now, what is the essence of Christianity that when you are born again, God didn't kill you and take you to heaven? If heaven is the only reward. It's because there is still work to do on earth. So all our journey as Christians on earth, what it's all about is, you know, training your human mind to conform with the mind of Christ daily. That's all the journey we have. And we must attain the fullness of that operation before we die. That should be our goal. Which means anytime you hear the word of God, you subject your human mind to the counsel of God. That's a Christian. Because the more of the mind of Christ you fulfill, the more of the free gift of heaven you can operate. Am I talking to somebody here? But you see, your body is the controller of your human mind. And the Holy Spirit is the controller of the mind of Christ in you. And this is where the battle is. And this is the reason why you understand what makes a person grow is food, isn't it? The food of the Spirit is the Word of God. It's the Word of God. So if a Christian is one of those who listen to all the garbage on the social media... Instead of reading Bible, you are watching social media, hearing this one said this, that one said this. What's your business in all those? Have you seen a student who didn't read lecture notes and is losing to social media and he passed school? There are some people who are vision chasers, prophecy chasers. Hey, what is prophecy saying here? What is the prophecy saying there? What is the, what, you say something too. What's wrong with your own mouth? That you too cannot say something and put it on social media for them to be looking for. Hallelujah, somebody. Spend your time reading the Bible. You know, there are so many, many, many publications about the end time. And people saying that God said this to me. An angel appeared to me and said this to me. You know, as far as I'm concerned, if those people are human beings, yeah, and I'm a human being, so what's wrong with my own that angel can appear to me? So what can I do for angel to appear? Is it in the Bible? Seeking God. There is a confusion going about in the body of Christ about um, Brussels and about uh, EU. You know, serious one. And that confusion has been compounded by some people who said that Jesus appeared to them and mentioned to them that, you know, this is going to be the city where the Antichrist will come from, and that is going to be the country where the Antichrist will come from. Even when I had some, they sent someone to me, something I looked at it, and he said that the, the, the Antichrist is an African. <laughs> Are you with me now? If they say he's an African, I bet he may be a Nigerian. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. My view about this is this. Because Nigeria has suffered so much. (laughs) Let me tell you this. As far as Alfred is concerned, Antichrist will not be an African. He will not be a European. He will not be an Asian. He's a spirit. Okay? And that spirit will possess any ethnic 
that is suitable for the role at the time of his fulfillment. If you begin to look for an African to be the Antichrist, I'm so sorry for you. Really, in this present age, an African cannot rule the world. They haven't ruled their own country. <laughs> Are you t- I mean, it's not... It's, is there any black presidents, Caribbeans, or Asians that can rule the world? They can't rule their own country. And really, let me tell you something now. The Europeans, Americans who have been ruling their country now, is all mess. They are now fed up. Is it England that is ruled? Our Prime Minister is confused. All of us are confused in England. The people who put Brexit, they said, go and negotiate. Now they are confused. Europeans themselves who are behaving as if they know everything, they are confused behind the button. Because while of them are fighting over uh, the cow, the one that is making the cow, North Korea, is breathing threats. Is breathing threats. <laughs> that, that young boy, after he had done the most horrendous thing, you will see him walking like this. <laughs> and he will be laughing. And when he's walking, he's walking, he's laughing. All the people in this country will be like that. <laughs> Hello. So all the psychology of the West fail over the boy. Threats of America fail over the boy. And we are so confused. Even when America is saying that we will bomb you, some of us are saying that, what right have you to bomb him? You should negotiate. Our camp is divided. So Antichrist, therefore, can never be a black man. Any black man in the world, if you say I'm the Antichrist, they will just send cruise missile to you and take you out. <laughs> Hallelujah. For real, I'm telling you. If you are not careful, all these prophecies people are putting on the social media, it will occupy the whole of your day. Bible, you didn't read. Relationship with God, you are far from it. The, what you should listen to are messages of men who will touch your heart. Men who have encountered God and who will teach you how you can encounter God. So that when they teach you, you will read the Bible. Anybody who just speaks, 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 no backing up of the Bible, switch off the television. You don't need it. You are a better speaker than them. Yes, it's only that they hold the microphone. Read the word of God. Spend your time seeking the face of God. Seeking the Holy Spirit to manifest in your life as he had promised. Relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. That's what I want you members of CFT. Look, what we will be has been spoken. It cannot change. I stood in the counsel of the Father over this house. What God will do in this house can never change. You who have been with me from beginning can testify. Look another 25 years to Christ with Tabernacle. And you watch it out. 25 years is too far. God raised all of you raw. Raw. And none of you who are committed to this house can be deceived. The moment you see signs of deception, babies in CFT watch television and say, this man is lying on television. Babies of Christ with Tabernacle. You know the truth so that nobody can deceive you. And that is your legacy. Seek the face of the Lord. Seek the face of the Lord. My five minutes have become ten minutes. But tomorrow we will go into this. Tomorrow is Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Say amen. Amen. Tomorrow I'm going to teach you for two hours. Yes. I'm telling you down. 
we will, we will explore as much as we can this very week. Now, we stopped at Holy Spirit reveals God's plan and mind to you. Tomorrow, we will now begin to look at people that the Holy Spirit manifested upon. People like Saul, who begin from Saul. And people like Mary, after the angel spoke to Mary. The word of the angel was brought to pass by the Holy Spirit. You understand? Othniel, son of Keza, Caleb's younger brother. You know, when I read about this Caleb's younger brother, the book of Judges said in 3, 7 to 10, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. They forgot the Lord their God and served the Baal and the Asherah. The anger of the Lord born against Israel, so that he told them, he sold them into the hands of Cushan, uh, uh, Cushan Rishathin, king of Aram, Naharim, to, follow, to whom the Israelites were subject for eight years. But, verse 9, when they cried out to God, he raised up for them a deliverer, Othniel and Kenza, Caleb's younger brother. Now, verse 10 is the key. It says, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Yes? What, did it, what, did, what happened to him? Stop, stop. We're going to pray, but read this one. Let's read that verse 10. Stop. He became what? That is profession. That is profession. He was not trained in law. He was not trained in the judges' college. His destiny is to be the judge. God brought it about by punishing sin. God created an atmosphere of chaos so that he can manifest. If Israel did not sin and God punished them, Othniel will never manifest. Every condition that is going on in your life, God created them so that you can manifest. But you can't manifest until the Spirit of the Lord come upon you. You look at other people who fought battle. The first thing here is that the Spirit of the Lord came upon. Look, there's another thing here. It says, He became Israel's judge and went to war. The Lord gave Cushite, my king of Aram, into his, the hand of Othniel, who overpowered him. Then look at the next verse. So the land had peace for how many years? years. Until. Do you know that God told me this too? There are some of you that your family members are being oppressed by the devil. Their salvation is in your hands. This tomorrow, don't miss tomorrow. Don't, there are some prayers the Lord told me that we will pray into. The destiny, not your, it's not only your destiny that you can control. The de- your destiny, the destiny of your siblings, the destiny of your brothers and sisters and your family... Anyone that is connected to you that Satan has his hand upon, you will put to an end that, that relationship. 
By the Holy Spirit, God showed me. Not only him. What about Samson? What about Gideon? The same thing God raised them for. When the Holy Spirit came upon them, they destroyed the enemy and terminated throughout their lifetime. No enemy raised brows. It will happen like that to your family. Through your lifetime. And when you are going, you hand over to a soldier in your family. The Holy Spirit came upon them. And these are ordinary men. Holy Spirit came upon him and his profession manifested. He led to battle, the battle against the enemies. He destroyed the enemy. And he sat on victory until he passed on. Come on, stand upon your feet. We're going to lift up our voice to the heaven and just thank God for tonight. Begin to pray, pray of thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, we just bless your name for tonight. Thank you so much for what you are teaching us. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Now begin to say to the Lord, anoint me with your Holy Spirit and power. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good. God anointed Samson with Holy Spirit. And he overcame the enemies of Israel. God anointed Gideon with the Holy Spirit. And he overcame the enemies of Israel. God anointed David with Holy Spirit. With his bare hand, he tore the lion. Tell the Lord, anoint me with the Holy Spirit. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit that is in me, let it come upon me. Holy Spirit that is in me, let it come upon me. Let your Holy Spirit come upon me, O God. Jesus says, the Spirit of the Most High is upon me. For God has anointed me to preach the good news. Yeah, Lord Jesus. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit, O God. The anointing of Holy Spirit brings power. The angel said to, to Mary, when Mary said, how will this prophecy come to pass? He said, the spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Tell the Lord, let your spirit come upon me. Let the power of the Most High overshadow me. Bring the manifestation of every prophecy that you have spoken about me, Lord. Let the Spirit of the Lord come upon me. The power of the Most High overshadow me. Bring me to the shore of fulfillment. He said, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Othniel, and he became a judge. Yes, sovereign Lord. The Bible said the Spirit of the Lord came upon Ohalia and Bezalia, and they have skills in everything. Tell the Lord, anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit.
Father, Father, Father. In Jesus' anointed name, we are praying. Two more prayers I want to pray. You know, when God showed this to me, there are some things that God is revealing to me at this my age that when God reveals to me, I regret. You know what I regret? I will be, I will be saying, God, you will have told me when I was a young boy. However, I will do something with it at this old age. Even if it's just to do it for showcase, if the Lord tarries, that people who serve God in this house will know forever that every letter of the Bible is true. I will gather now. The Bible says in this scripture that the Spirit of the Lord came upon this young man, Othniel, and he became a judge. You want to tell the Lord? Jesus says, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for God has anointed me to preach. That is his job. You need anointing of the Holy Spirit for your career. I will gather now. You will tell the Lord, let your Spirit come upon me and fulfill my earthly mandates. Lift up your voice and begin to ask him. Let your Holy Spirit come upon me, that I may fulfill my career on earth. You came upon Othniel, and he became a judge. You came upon Jesus, and he became a preacher. He said, the Spirit of the Lord upon me, because God had anointed me to preach the word. And his message was distinct from everybody before him. Tell the Lord, distinct me in my field of career by the Holy Spirit. Let me be distinct in the counsel of men by the Holy Spirit. Whatever you have chosen for me to be or not, let your Holy Spirit come upon me. Anoint me by the Holy Spirit to be there. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit that I will sit in the highest peak of my career. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit, only I became a judge. Samuel became a king. David became a king. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Anoint me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. One more prayer tonight. The book of Isaiah 11, 1 and 2. The prophet Isaiah spoke, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his root a branch will appear. A branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Now, let us see. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of power. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. That I want to pray for now. That is the manifestation of the spirit in Christ. He said, the spirit of God will rest upon him, but he will manifest wisdom, 
It will manifest understanding. It will manifest counsel. It will manifest power. It will manifest knowledge and the fear of God. And Jesus said to us in John chapter 17, 22, that as the Father has sent me, so I've sent you. Now we're going to pray to this scripture. Pray this scripture. Lord, let your spirit rest upon me. Let it produce wisdom in me. Let it produce understanding in me. Give me the spirit of counsel. Lift up your voice. I begin to pray. Let your spirit rest upon me, O God. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, counsel, power, knowledge, and the fear of God. Let it rest upon every member of this house. Tell the Lord, I ask for the spirit of counsel, O God. The spirit of wisdom, O God, understanding. Let it come, let it come, let it come, let it come, let it come. Tell the Lord. CFT globally. Receive the spirit of wisdom. Receive the spirit of counsel. Receive the spirit of understanding. Receive the fear of God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh Lord, to our children, to our elders, to our pastors, to our ministers, our dignities and dignities, power received. No let your Holy Spirit mark members of CFT globally. Let your Holy Spirit mark members of CFT globally. Let the members of this house, oh God, be marked and distinct. Distinguished by your Holy Spirit power. The spirit of power. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the fear of the Lord. Lift up your voice and thank God for it. Begin to thank God for it. Never again will the news of failure be heard in this house. For every member of this family shall be clothed in power and wisdom. We shall be clothed with knowledge and the fear of God. Wisdom, understanding, power, knowledge, counsel, and the fear of God. We share the same bath right with Jesus, our God. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Somebody say amen. Come on now. Father, 
No, I want to pray for you. For God is not a man that he should lie. If you didn't mean a thing, oh God, you never say it. You told us from Psalm 2 verse 8, ask of me, I will give you nations. Aha! Let the spirit of nation rest upon this house. Everywhere CFT is planted. Your command in Acts 1.8, you will receive power and you will be my witnesses first in Jerusalem where you are. In Judea, the next surrounding. In Samaria, the whole nation is filled. And to the uttermost end of the earth, every church must be global-minded, nation-minded. Father, raise this church to nations. Raise this church to global God, the whole of this universe. The truth that they have had here that is undiluted. Fill them with the spirit that will take them to nations, O Lord. Not only that. You said ends of the earth as possession. Father, raise members of United Nations from this house. Father, raise members of World Health Organization from this house. Raise members of WTO from this house. Raise ambassadors for United Kingdom from this house. All the nations we have planted, I speak in the name of the Lord. Raise our members to the rulership of each nation. Lord, raise our members to the judiciary of each nation. Raise our members to control the business and finance of each nation. You said, ends of the earth should be possessed by your saints. Lord, let the spirit of counsel rest upon CFT Church. Let the spirit of wisdom rest upon CFT Church. Ah. Lord, let the spirit of knowledge rest upon this house. Distinct this house by your power, O oh God. Distinct this house by your counsel, O oh God. Mark CFT over the globe by the spirit of power, O oh God. And the fear of God, Father. It begins now in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Satan we have no place in this house. Devil will not be able to control any member of this family. Everyone under the spell of the devil, I stand and break it in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone among us that is bound by fetters, I command the fetters to be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. CFT will fulfill God's mandate. I say CFT on earth, we fulfill God's mandate. Together with our family, we shall serve the Lord. Together with our ancestors, the Lord's bidding shall we do. Receive power in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. Heaven has spoken, so it is. Shall a man contend with his maker? Everyone that contend with Christ with tabernacle, everyone that contend with every marriage, every family, every child, every father, every mother of Christ with tabernacle. The Bible says those contend with you shall be nothing. I command their power to become nothing. I command their weapons to become nothing. I command their control to fail from this hour. 
The ones among us that the devil has given the goblet that make you stagger. According to the word of the Lord, I command the enemy to take his goblet back. I say, I command the enemy to take his goblet back. Jesus, I remind you, sir. You told me at the beginning of this church, I will build my church. That's the scripture you get to CFT as a foundation to build this house. And you said the gates of hell will not prevail. And for the past 27 years, it has been so. Wind has blown here, but it failed. Satan has risen here, but he failed. Opposition has risen against us in nations, and they failed. But we continue to go grafted in the word of God, embedded in your righteousness. Today I decree, every spirit contending with members of Christ's faith tabernacle, with marriages and families in Christ's faith tabernacle, with children of Christ's faith tabernacle, has it not been written anyone who touches us, touch the apple of your eyes, O oh God? Let God arise in the midst of CFT. Let his enemies be shattered. Let God arise in every family. Let his enemies be shattered. Let the stronghold of devil be destroyed in the name of Jesus Christ. You said if someone shall fall, and you shall say, lift him up. And the Lord will raise the downcast. I command every downcast to be lifted up in the name of Jesus. The root of sickness and infirmity. I kill you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I command the healing power of God to human body. I command the healing power of God into your organs, into your blood, into your system. I flush out the seed of Satan in everybody. In the name of Jesus, offspring of the devil in human flesh, die in the name of Jesus Christ. By the Holy Spirit, receive health in the name of Jesus. Every cell of the bodies of the members of this house, I command you in the name of Jesus. Right now, respond to health in the name of Jesus. Receive health in the name of Jesus. Let cancer disappear. Let lumps vanish. Let headaches cease. Let body pain stop. Father, I command strength into the joints and bones and marrows of every member of this house. I flush out sicknesses out of their organs in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. This is Holy Ghost week. Father, let the fire of heaven fall upon every member. Thank you for these things are fulfilled. As we have asked in Jesus' holy and anointed name. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the King of heaven. Hallelujah forevermore. Hallelujah forevermore. You know the scripture you will take on to pray? Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. That's what you take home to pray tonight. Isaiah chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. And the way you are going to pray it is so simple. Father, this is your promise to Jesus and Jesus said, as you have sent me, I have sent you. So you will tell the Lord, manifest upon me as you did unto my Savior, the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, the spirit of knowledge, the fear of God. Manifest over me, Lord. Manifest over me, Lord. Take me over. Take me over. 
This is my inheritance from the Lord Jesus. And this is what you pray. Remember also the prayer that you were told to pray yesterday and therefore yesterday. It said 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 yesterday.